Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to talk about some numbers. So for that, of course, we bring in the resident stat geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com, Mr. Michael Nania for the Chronicles of Nania. Michael, what's going on, my man? I'm just sitting back watching all these, all the ridiculous takes out there on the Jets, all the trade rumors, all of the star running backs liking tweets, criticizing the head coach, you know, typical week five jet stuff. Yeah. And now we can add star running backs getting released five games into the regular season to that list as Le'Veon Bell has now been let go by the New York Jets. And Michael, this has to be especially frustrating for you because you just finished an article over at JetsXFactor.com detailing how poorly Le'Veon Bell had been getting used and how the Jets using Frank Gore so much has led to major problems for the offense this season. Talk to me a little bit about what you found when you dug under the hood there. Yeah, well, the big issue this year has been Frank Gore is just getting way too many touches. And, and we've only seen Bell in a game and a half, this Cardinals game. Uh, and the beginning of the Bills game, a, a game in which they were trailing pretty quickly. So not a huge sample size, but in this Cardinals game in particular, Gore getting nine carries to Bell's 13 just doesn't make a lot of sense. Gore is a future Hall of Famer, great locker room presence, but 
he doesn't have it anymore. Gore is has the fourth worst average rushing yards over expectation per carry, which essentially compares his rushing yardage per carry to what the average running back would produce with the same blocking, the same quality of defense. Uh, just takes into account the positioning of every player on the field on each carry. So with that considered, Gore is has been the fourth least efficient running back out of I think out of 48 qualifiers at running back this season. So he has not been good and him getting up about a 60 40 split in carries with bell doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially since bell ran the ball pretty well in this Cardinals game, 4.6 yards per carry is second best as a jet and Gore has not hit that mark in any of his last 16 games. So uh, Gore getting that many carries is the big issue in this Cardinals game. But uh, another issue dating back to last season has been that bell just hasn't been used as uh, as much of a versatile weapon as he was in Pittsburgh, Adam Gase has not been taking advantage of that with the Jets. Bell did have 66 catches last year, seventh most among running backs, I believe, but um, most of those were checkdowns. He's not being used in the slot or out wide as much as he was with the Steelers. From 2017 to 16, Bell averaged about 10 snaps per game, either out wide or in the slot, only about five per game with the Jets, so half as much as with the Steelers and in terms of his receiving production when lined up in the slot, uh, because that's where Bell did a lot of damage with Pittsburgh in the slot. Uh, that's where he was, re- that's where he really blossomed into the, you know, a guy who's not just a good check down receiver, but someone who could really be moved around as a chess piece and a mismatch. Uh, it was in the slot where he did that for the Steelers and for the Jets, it just has not happened. So with Pittsburgh from 2016 to 17, Per, on a per 16 game basis, he averaged about 11.9 catches over 67.6 slot routes. With the Jets over his time under Adam Gase, he's averaged only 3.8 catches over 23 and a half slot routes per 16 games. So the catches about a third of what it used to be, the slot routes about the same. Um, so his slot production has been cut into a third of what it was compared to Pittsburgh. So uh, Gase just has not used him as. Um, as versatile of a weapon as he was in Pittsburgh, definitely has, you know, just made him into a pretty traditional running back, not getting him out in space, not using him in the slot. And when they have thrown to him in the slot, the production has been, he's made some big plays. We saw one in the Buffalo game where he made a deep catch against the Raiders last year. We saw him run a wheel out of the slot, make a big catch. So he can still do it. Gase just hasn't been going there. Well, with the release of Le'Veon Bell, all of that's moot now, but it really is amazing that a head coach would just completely fail to utilize somebody that could provide incredible mismatches in the passing game. Thankfully, the Jets do have one other guy that can do that. That's Jamison Crowder, and he has turned into one of the best slot weapons in the entire league. Now, Michael, you and I were united pounding the table for Jamison Crowder before the Jets signed him in 2019. We both feel vindicated at this point because we both said at the time we thought he could be a top 10 slot receiver, and he might be top five right now. I have to wonder if the Jets are going to look to move him because he's due $10 million next year. But I'm really hoping at this point that instead of thinking about releasing him to save money or trading him for a draft pick, that they do the smart thing and sign him to a long-term extension because he's still got plenty left in the tank. He's the best weapon they have, and he's one of the best in the slot in the entire league. That's the kind of guy you want to keep around for either Sam Darnold or or a new quarterback, especially when they don't have any other weapons, let's be honest, and they're going to have to more or less start from scratch. 
Crowder once again absolutely dominant. Unfortunately for him, this game was way out of control and his performance didn't mean anything in the grand scheme, but he was absolutely terrific. Yeah, Crowder just, he's had an amazing start to the season and obviously missed the two games, but he's gone over 100 in each game he's played, leading the entire league right now with 111.7 receiving yards per game. He's only the second Jet ever to hit the 100, 100 receiving yard mark in each of his first three games of a season. Don Maynard did that back in 1967. Pretty good company. So he's off to a hot start, and obviously it's in the slot where he's most comfortable, and he's in some great company with what he's doing in the slot. So far this year, he leads the league in slot receiving yards per game and receptions, 91 yards on 5.7 catches per game out of the slot. And last season, he also ranked top 10 in slot receiving yards. Uh, He's third this year, even though he's missed two games in terms of total receiving yards out of the slot. But he's top 10 last year, eighth in the league. And there's only five other guys who are top 10 for the second straight year in slot receiving yards. Those are Tyler Boyd, Randall Cobb, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Lockett. So really good company in terms of what he's doing out of the slot he's establishing himself as one of the best in the game but it will be interesting to see how well he maintains this start because Crowder's really his style in his career is that he's had some a lot of games like these first three going over 100 yards 80 90 yards he's had some really high peaks but he also tends to have these stretches where he goes really quiet he's had a couple of them for the Jets last year Um, so he's been really hot and cold throughout his career never this hot necessarily but he's had some high peaks and then some low valleys as well. The consistency in season has been what has kind of held him back from hitting that superstar level. But uh, he, he's obviously not going to go over 100 yards every single game, but it will be interesting to see how high he can go this season, especially with the Jets not having any other reliable targets on the team. But I, I do think his production is very sustainable. Again, not to the tune of 112 yards per game. But I do think he can finish the season over a thousand yards, putting up some big numbers because, I mean, you look at him, you know, this isn't manufactured production. He's getting himself open. He's schooling slot corners when he gets matched up with linebackers in the middle of the field. He knows how to shake them, find the soft spot. And there are plenty of times over the last two games in which he was open and he didn't get the ball, even as productive as he's been in the Broncos and Cardinals games. There were quite a few instances in which he was open and either there was a bad throw most of the time didn't wasn't seen by either Flacco or Darnold. So he has been playing really well. It's been legitimate production. Uh, and I think he can definitely maintain it, uh, his ranking as potentially the number one slot receiver in the league this season. Michael, it's a good thing that Jamison Crowder has been producing because on Sunday against Arizona, nobody else did in the passing game. Yeah, this was a game where the skill positions or the wide receivers and the tight ends were a legitimate issue. And that's not to say they haven't been this season. They've been very bad, as you would expect, when Ryan Griffin and Trevon Wesco are lining up on the outside. But um, they've definitely been bad, but I don't think they've been quite as detrimental as some people think. Like the Broncos game, for example, Darnold missed a lot of open receivers, and both Jeff Smith and Crowder played really well in that game. Uh, The Bills game, Darnold missed a lot of open throws, the Colts game. Uh, But in this game, and and this isn't to, you know, say Flacco's better than Darnold or even to compare those two guys. But in this game, the receivers were not separating at all, whether it was Griffin running. He ran a lot of routes. Herndon, Jeff Smith was terrible in this game. 
Um, Barrios wasn't getting open as often as he usually does. Uh, the receivers in this, in this game really struggled throughout the, throughout the majority of it. And when the ball did come their way, aside from the separation, there were a lot of drops in this game. So the production when on, the production on the ball wasn't good with drops, not getting contested passes, separation wasn't good. Gase didn't help them out with anything creative to get them open. Even when he ran that sort of flea flicker to Jeff Smith, trying to get him to throw the ball, former Boston college quarterback, um, no one was open on that either. That didn't work. So Gase couldn't do anything to help them out. Separation wasn't good. Um, and you got the numbers that you got from them. Uh, the numbers that they put up really did support how bad they were. So Crowder in this game, eight catches, 10 targets, 116 yards. That's 11.6 yards per target. Everybody else, though, when Flacco targeted them, 10 for 23, 79 yards. That's 3.4 yards per target. Only four first downs on those, which is 17%. So when anyone else other than Crowder was getting targeted, the results were very bad. And it does back up what you see on the film. The separation was extremely scarce in this game. So this this one was a perfect uh, example of what it looks like to have skill players who really limit the ceiling of your offense. There have been times this season which they haven't quite been that bad, but this was the this is exactly what it looks like to be hurt by your wide receivers and tight ends really struggling in the passing game. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus play like a jet play like a jet Michael, early in the season, what we had said about the offensive line was that the tackles had been pretty good. Becton has been outstanding when he's played, and Fant was solid. The interior was really bad. That was sort of flipped on Sunday. The interior was solid. Fant was really bad. Becton, of course, didn't play. 
Now, as I'm sure you're going to bring up, Fant was playing out of position, and I know that he was a swing tackle, but he's clearly better on the right side, and he was playing with a broken thumb, so you have to keep that in mind. So in one sense, this is a step forward because you can make a legitimate excuse for Fant, and it is nice to see the interior of the line play better. But we do also have to hope that Fant gets healthier and plays a little bit more like he did the first few weeks because he did get run over quite a bit on Sunday. Yeah, he struggled a lot in this Cardinals game. Uh, and we can cut him some slack because, like you said, move, he moved over to that left side where he he did play quite a bit in Seattle. Actually, I believe over the last couple of years played there more than the right side. But still, right tackle is where he settled in. So hopefully once he gets back there and hopefully, hopefully he's not banged up also after leaving that game with, I believe, a thumb injury or a couple snaps, even though he did come back and finish the game. But... Um, ideally for the Jets, he gets back to right tackle, continues the pretty solid start he had over the first three games. But in this game, it was very rough time for him at left tackle. And Chuma Idoga at right tackle has gotten some hype from pro football focus grades. And I, I do think that is overhyping him quite a bit. Those do tend to be off. They're, they're, the grades are a good tool because you can compare players against each other, but you really shouldn't just you know, take them and use them as evidence of something without actually looking back and checking to see if it's valid. Because in Idoga's case, he put up good grades in this game, but I really don't know why, because he gave up two sacks in this game to two guys, Gardeck and Kylie Fitz, who never had a sack in their career over three games coming in. And they were clean sacks that he gave up to each of them. So um, it was not really an impressive performance by Idoga. I'm not sure where the grade came from. Uh, he wasn't, I don't think he was terrible even with those two sacks, but it, it was not a great performance. Definitely well below average. So the tackle struggled, but on the interior, I think you saw some really good things. For the most part, they played well. Alex Lewis was hit with four pressures in this game, but McGovern and Van Roten were both tagged with zero pressures. First game of the season with none for both of them. And looking back through all the dropbacks, that does seem pretty legitimate. Those two guys played really well in pass protection. So it was a nice game for them and promising for the interior because there were no preseason games. Uh, these are three guys thrown together for the first time. So you would think it would take some time for the communication to come into its own because the interior is where that really is most important. And of course it's across the entire line, including the tackles, but uh, on the interior is where most of the stunt pickups and the blitz pickups are really happening. So it's, it's good to see them kind of show some progress uh, in that area because for McGovern who has started off the season uh, who did start off relatively slowly compared to wh where he was last year uh, most of the pressure he was giving up was not him getting beat one-on-one -on -one. it was mostly failing to pick up blitzes and stunts and help out his guards and that's something he was really good at last year in Denver so if this is a sign things to come uh, sign things to come then we can really attribute that start to the season to, you know, just that lack of experience and just taking time uh, to gel a little bit and get that communication improved. So uh, this was a good step forward for especially McGovern because Van Rowan and Lewis, you'd like to see them play well to help Sam Darnold out this season. But McGovern is the guy who, you know, is going to be here for at least 2021 and hopefully 22, uh, hopefully 2022 as well. So, uh, for McGovern to bounce back from that cold start to the season, maintain this improved game against the Cardinals, and get back up to that top 10 level he was at with the Broncos last year is really important for this team, not just for this year, 
Uh, but, you know, for the next few years, hopefully you can go into next season with Mekhi Becton, McGovern, and George Fan as established pieces on that offensive line. So uh, good for Van Rowan, but most importantly, McGovern playing well is pretty important. Michael, moving to the defensive side of the ball, if you're listening to this, raise your hand high in the air if you thought that John Franklin Myers, through five games of the 2020 season, was going to be the best player on the Jets' defense. I see approximately zero hands. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to raise my hand there because I was kind of driving the Franklin Myers bandwagon in the offseason, although I don't know if anyone actually jumped on it. But I, I was interested in Franklin Myers quite a bit before the season. Did I think he would be this good? Definitely not. But it's been a great start for him. Obviously, he created plenty of pressure in his first three games as a Jet. But against Cardinals, finally got his first sack. Uh, an 11-yarder on Kyler Murray. He cleanly beat J.R. Sweezy, their uh, starting right guard. Um, he also had another hurry in this game. So two pressures for him over 20 pass, uh, pass rush snaps, and which is pretty efficient. That's 10%. The average for interior guys is about 7%. Uh, and on the season today, 13 pressures on 67 pass rush snaps, 19.4% pressure rate. That's number one at the position right now out of over 100 qualified interior D linemen. So red hot start for him. He hasn't cooled down yet. Um, and he's really looking like a potential keeper. His snaps still should be going up. He did have his season high for pass rush snaps in this game, but overall is still a rotational piece, not out there every down. And few tackles do play every down, but Quinn Williams, for example, plays uh, about 20% more snaps than Franklin Myers does. So uh, I think there still is room to boost his playing time up uh, because he's playing really well now, and you would like for him to be out there as much as you can. I do know Greg likes to rotate his D-line and keep them fresh, but Franklin Myers has just been – red hot right now and to just pump that playing time up at least for a few games see if he can make uh, see if he can maintain that over a greater volume uh, I think it's something that would be worthwhile but for now he's playing really well uh, and definitely the I mean the biggest positive on defense by far for them he was the only one that provided any kind of pressure on Sunday literally nobody else was providing pressure at all for the Jets kind of embarrassing yeah Franklin Myers was about the only producer of pressure in that game, no one else on the team was credited with more than one pressure. Uh, it was an really, like you said, embarrassing. If you're watching the game, clean pockets for Kyler Murray, all game, no heat on him whatsoever. So the pass rush for the Jets continues to be very lackluster. Uh, and, and although there might be some numbers I think I've seen that don't suggest the pressure has been that bad, I really think that is – I think that's misleading because the pressure definitely has been – really weak this season and you look at the edge in particular the Jets edge group is combined for 24 pressures this season that's the fewest in the league and their their pressure rate is fourth worst in the league better than only Jacksonville Seattle and surprisingly Green Bay but their guys have had a pretty cold start to the year but fourth worst pressure rate fewest pressures in the league among edge rushers for the Jets so that's a position that desperately needs a really really big move in the offseason whether it's agency trade Seahawks first round pick they need something big at the edge very badly and it's long overdue uh Bryce Huff does bring a little bit of promise but uh he was quiet in this game against the Cardinals just one pressure on 21 pass rush snaps but you know he is an undrafted rookie in just his third game so of course he cut him some slack but uh he's about the only hope they have right now 
and for your only hope at a position as important as edge rusher to be an undrafted free agent rookie who's been slightly promising, not great, definitely giving you some signs of potential talent, but uh, I, he hasn't been amazing to this point. So for him to be their best and only hope at this position is definitely uh, definitely a signal of where they're at in terms of the lack of talent on the edge. So fixing that position, huge, huge priority for Joe Douglas. Going to have to fix the secondary too, most specifically the safeties. Boy, oh boy, have those safeties looked terrible with Jamal Adams in Seattle. Yeah, the Jamal, Ad- Jamal Adams contingency plan has not worked out too well. And it, it started out well with Marcus May in that Bills game. Looked like he was ready to kind of replicate Jamal's production, but that has not materialized. It's That has really proven to be a major outlier, at least to this point. As a pass rusher, May had two sacks and a hurry in that game and a deflected pass. Uh, since then, he has no pressures of any kind on 15 pass rush snaps. So that has not been maintained by him. As a tackler, he's tied for second among safeties with seven missed tackles. In coverage, he's given up a passer rating of 138. That's the third highest among safeties, which is much higher than his 76 passer rating that he allowed last year. Uh, so McDougal, or Marcus May at strong safety is not looking like the best fit. And you've got to think that um, the Jets are definitely missing out by not having him in the role where he was thriving for them last year, which is playing the deep part of the field at free safety. Uh, and then the man who is playing that role for them this year, Bradley McDougald, is more used to playing in the box and manning up against tight ends, roaming around the field a little bit. And McDougald hasn't looked good in May's shoes in that deep role. McDougald so far has given up 12.6 yards per target and a 72.7% first down rate, eight first downs on 11 targets. That's extremely bad. The league average is is 37.7%, so almost double that. Uh, So he's really struggled in that deep safety role. Uh, These two guys are playing out of position. I think that if Jets want to get the most out of this season, then Greg should probably put May back where he was, let him play the deep range, let McDougald go into May's shoes. And McDougald is not the best strong safety in the world. He struggles against the run. We've seen it this year. Uh, He's not the best at taking on blocks, but in coverage, he can do a really good job in the slot, manning up against tight ends. But in the deep part of the field, he's really been exposed this season. Uh, So both these guys are struggling in these new roles, and the future of this position will be interesting for the Jets as May hits free agency. And uh, because if you do bring May back and you want to put him in that deep safety role, the other guy you have is Ashton Davis, who also thrives in the deep part of the field or is the best fit there. So would you go to a cover two defense so you can have them both out there? Would you try to play one of them in the box again, which is probably risking that guy being miscast like May is right now. Ashton Davis probably isn't a box guy. So it it is going to be interesting to see how they handle these, handle this position. It does seem like that Marcus May's days in the Jets uniform could be numbered uh, considering Ashton Davis's presence and the fact that May has not played well in this box role. Another problem is the cornerback position. In fact, it was so bad that undrafted rookie Lamar Jackson, yes, the other Lamar Jackson, had to go one-on-one a lot with DeAndre Hopkins. He didn't do great, but I will say this, Michael, for as poorly as the numbers reflected, 
I thought he was put in an impossible position, and I also thought that he was the victim of a perfect throw by Kyler Murray on one of the big plays and an incredible catch by DeAndre Hopkins on another. So I don't think he was as bad as the numbers reflected. I'm not sitting here saying he was good. I thought he showed at least some upside there, but the fact that Greg Williams was throwing an undrafted rookie in there to go up against DeAndre Hopkins tells you all you need to know about the state of the cornerback position with the New York Jets right now. Right. Yeah. The Jets are definitely, there are a lot of positions where they're having to do some real, do some things that you didn't hope you'd have to do this early in the season. Um, Like I said, offensively, Trevon Wesco is lined up outside sometimes and Ryan Griffin. That's not ideal to say the least. And neither is having an undrafted rookie in Lamar Jackson covering DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Like you said, the numbers were bad. Jackson allowed nine of 10 passing for 165 yards one touchdown to Hopkins, six first downs. Uh, most of that production was to Hopkins, who had five of those seven conversions. So, uh, like you said, though, it, it's still not ideal to have Lamar Jackson as an undrafted rookie take on DeAndre Hopkins one-on-one as much as he was. Uh, Greg Williams, honestly, has not had the best start to the season. after. And, and look, he's dealt, had to deal with a lot of injuries that the reason Jackson is playing is because they flat out don't have any other bodies to put out there. But at the same time, I think they definitely could have rolled some more help in that direction, Uh, but they didn't. And Jackson really struggled throughout the game. Uh, Although, like you said, Hopkins did make some great catches. The deep shot by Kyler Murray for the touchdown was extremely good throw could barely been placed any better. Uh, So he was victimized by, you know, a town, very talented wide receiver, uh, and talented young quarterback making some good throws. Uh, but at the same time, it, it is it was definitely a rough game for him after showing a few flashes in his first game against Denver. Uh, but this is another position where the Jets could really use some healthy healthy reinforcements coming back, whether it's Bless Austin, Arthur Millette, even though those guys aren't spectacular themselves, probably would stand a better chance than Jackson does right now. But um, we're, we're seeing a lot of examples across the roster of injuries putting some some players out there that the Jets did, definitely did not want to be playing the roles that they're playing here in week five this early in the season. Lamar Jackson against Hopkins, Bryce Huff beating the top edge rusher in the team, already talked about the offense. So injuries right now have led to some really ugly depth charts. As ugly as the secondary was, there was at least one bright spot. We were a little nervous about Brian Poole the first few weeks because he got off to a slow start. We wondered if he had reverted back to his Atlanta form where he was just an okay player and not the excellent slot corner that he was for the Jets last year. But over the last couple of weeks, he started to step back into that elite slot corner role and he continued that in a big way against Arizona. Yeah, it was a shaky start to the season for Poole. Uh, he did give up nine first downs over 19 targets over the first three games of the season, uh, which is about three per game. Last year, he only gave up 0.8 first downs per game. But last two games, Poole's gotten back on track. From weeks four to five, four of eight passing, 40 yards, only five yards per target, just one first down. Over those two games, he had an interception against Denver, also had a pass breakup uh, in the Cardinals game. So, Really solid two-game stretch for Poole after a not great start to the season. Not awful, but also definitely not the standard he was at last season. Uh, And even with that cold start through five games, 67 passer rating allowed, ninth best out of 78, 
qualified cornerbacks and only six yards per target, which is eighth best. So um, I do think it, he has probably not been quite as good as those numbers considering the start to the season, but he's been pretty solid this season. And definitely it, that's a great value on the contract they signed him to. And if he can finish the year with another solid season, then I think the Jets will definitely explore um, bring him back on a multi-year deal instead of the one-year deals that they've signed to the past two years. Because, you know, if he can come in for the second straight year, show you um, that he's capable of maintaining this excellent slot coverage, then it'll definitely make him look like a good free agent prospect for them. Uh, I mean, the big question mark is the fact that Greg Williams probably won't be back. So do you still trust him to thrive with the new defensive coordinator? But uh, so far, Brian Poole, the body of work through five games, uh, close to as good as it was last year. He does need to maintain these next these previous two games, uh, make sure not to go back to the depths of the first three, uh, but a really good bounce back over these past couple games for Poole after a shaky start to the season. And also Poole is, he's 27 years old, going to be 28 on October 20th. So if you do sign him next year, he will be 29 years old, which is obviously getting up there for a cornerback. So maybe the Jets don't re-sign him, but at least for now he is, he has improved quite a bit from the first two games. And as we sit here, Poole's probably, without a doubt, right up there with Franklin Myers. And you could put Quinn and Williams in there also as three of the only defensive players for the Jets that have played legitimately well this season. When you think about the fact that two of the Jets' five best players this season have been a slot corner and a slot receiver, it kind of becomes clear exactly why this team is in the shape that it's in right now. Michael Nania, the co-founder and stat geek over at JetsXFactor.com, thank you so much for coming on and breaking down the numbers. As always, really appreciate it. I know you're constantly churning out new material over at JetsXFactor.com, so what's coming up over the next couple of days? Oh, yeah. And with Sam Darnold not playing this week, uh, instead of doing Sam Darnold grades, we have the Joe Flacco grades for this week. I actually, just before we recorded this, started or finished looking through um, all of Joe Flacco's plays against the Cardinals. And I think this performance was surprisingly decent. So um, we'll have some clips and numbers on that game from him. Uh, I think there were, def- I think he definitely gave you what you hope to get out of your backup quarterback. Uh, Nothing explosive, but a guy just comes in, gets the job done pretty much exactly as advertised. Uh, But I did get a really surprising grade for this one, I think. So definitely check that out. And we'll have some clips of his best plays. He did flash a couple of really great throws at the end of the game uh, and also did have some bad mistakes early in the game that kind of contributed to putting them in the hole that they never dug out of. But uh, Flacco grades coming up, uh, a lot of the stuff we went over today, there's more on that. Uh, with Le'Veon Bell's usage, key stats for the offense and defense, um, and plenty of film on a few other guys coming up, probably some more on Franklin Myers, Brian Poole, Jameson Crowder. So plenty of stuff coming up throughout the week. Make sure that you're checking out Michael's work over at JetsXFactor.com and follow him on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.